Cool. Okay. We're recording now. Check, check. The mic is good. Welcome, everybody. Another weekly episode of Supreme Being. I'm going to go ahead and have the recording started now. As always, we are sponsored by Team BC Real Estate, which is my real estate team. Make sure you reach out to us. Go to teambcsold.com. You can email us at teambcsold at gmail.com. Any uh, real estate need that you have, we can take care of you worldwide. Secondly, this is sponsored by Modern Success, my personal coaching and mentorship program. I offer it to anybody and everybody. We have 161 members, I think, right now officially. So if you haven't joined, make sure you go to briancasella.com, go to the coaching tab and get on. And lastly, EXP for all my realtors. Message me. Let's talk. If you're ready to join, go to join.exprealty.com. Okay. One thing I want to cover today, for sure, for sure. Okay. Now, one of the questions I want to answer real quick that a lot of people ask me is, um, and this has nothing to do with the topic that we're going to discuss, but I want to shed light on this because a lot of people uh, still struggle with this, right? And uh, I st I'm a little confused as to why people struggle with it, but here's your answer. People want to create content, right? Oh, I want to make stuff uh, about real estate, online marketing, entrepreneurship, uh, the books that I'm reading. I want to talk about relationships, whatever the fuck it is, right? Anything. What people fail to realize is one of the biggest hindrances to people making content is not accumulating enough experience and not being in action. If you're in action all the time in that subject, right? Let's say you talk about pickup or you talk about real estate. If you're doing real estate, you're making calls, you're doing shit every single day, it is impossible for you to not create content. Here's why. If you solely spoke about your experiences, something you learned that day, some sort of struggle you had that day, a realization that you had, right? A new opportunity that arose. When you're in action, everything I just named, minimum one of those is gonna pop up. It's impossible for it not to pop up. The issue is people are not in action, nor are they fucking studying. So when it's time to make content, they can't make shit because they have nothing to talk about because they have no value to offer, period. So where does that come back? It comes back to the responsibility of the individual to admit and say, I'm not doing shit, I'm not studying shit, that's why I can't make any videos. Realtor, if you're a realtor, for example, real estate agent following this, talk about the market trends, talk about the cities that you work in, talk about any current buyers or sellers you're working with and what they're experiencing, talk about the process, Talk about how a seller should choose an agent, how a buyer should choose an agent. Oh no, but everybody's done it. No, they haven't, and they haven't heard it from you, and you're gonna do it differently. But if you're not doing anything, and you claim to be a real estate agent, and you're not doing shit, and you're not practicing, why do you think I started making videos about people stepping the fuck up with their skills, uh, handling objections, and tightening up, and polishing their communication skills? because I was a student, a heavily involved student of that. And the results speak for themselves in the way that I speak, the way that I carry myself. You can see the transition throughout the years, right? How I masterfully can handle virtually any fucking objection in the book, regardless of industries. And by the way, in my programs, in my coaching programs, right? Even the salespeople, I have people from all fields of sales, all fields, stockbrokers, insurance people, realtors, right? Door-to-door -door salesmen. I have everybody. And no matter what objection they give to me or what situation, I can give them an answer. But I've been studying. 
and applying, studying and applying. So now I can come to a position of getting behind the camera and speaking from having experienced it and now having some sort of value to give to the audience and say, hey, we learned this datum or we think this objection is hard. Here's how I handle it and here's my success with it. And I can talk about it, right? You're not living. You have no experience outside of what the average individual is experiencing. And that's what it requires. And that's kind of like a secret requirement for anything to be created as far as content. If you're having the same experience, doing the same shit as a majority of people, who's gonna listen to you on the camera? You have to be, speak, and look like somebody differently. Otherwise, no one's gonna fucking watch you. Maybe it's just in the way that you speak. Good, now you have something to differentiate yourself. I've done and I'm doing shit in certain categories of life that other people are not doing or very few people are doing so I can be an authority and speak on it. If you're somebody who's put in their 10,000 hours in something or you're on that journey, you can share the journey and when you get to the 10,000 hour mark, you can now be an authority speaking about that because you've achieved something in it. It's really not that complicated. So, with that said, for those of you who are struggling when it comes to content, step the fuck up with your studying and your application of what you study. If you're involved in some sort of career, I don't care what it is, go twice as hard. Learn more, absorb more, be more involved in that thing. Then creating content will be effortless because you'll be able to pull every day from three or four experiences that you, that you had and say, oh, okay, I can talk about this, 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 right? I don't care what genre you're in or what you're doing. If you're somebody in the car community, get your ass around cars. If you just drive around all day in your car, you're gonna at least be able to spot certain cars. I know if I go to fucking Beverly Hills or Newport Beach, I'm gonna see some fancy ass exotic. I can get my ass behind the camera and say, dude, I just saw a freaking a Bugatti today. I was driving, saw it, stopped, beautiful car, fucking $2.3 million, easy. And I can just endlessly create content. Even if I work a nine to five and I have Saturday and Sunday off and I'm working on a side hustle, I can dedicate myself to that side hustle so much Saturday and Sunday that then I can create content about those two days that I did stuff regarding that side hustle to now occupy myself during the week. Maybe I make three videos during the week, Monday, Monday Wednesday, Friday, 10 minute videos each, 30 minutes of talking about 48 hours of experience Saturday and Sunday. You mean to tell me you really can't do that? No, you just don't want to do it. You don't want to commit to doing it. Because even if you look at me right now and say, well, I'm not that good behind the camera, work on it. Oh, well, I don't know what to talk about. Practice actually using your thought process and saying, hmm, what can I talk about? And ideas will come and write them down. Write them down. There's nothing like putting pen to the paper, man. Right? You gotta experiment, you gotta do, you gotta act. You gotta study, act, study, perform, study, perform. Hone your craft and whatever it is and put in your time. Now the whole social media aspect becomes easy. The content that I create, the daily content is fucking easy and it takes hardly any time. But I'm so involved, engaged with life and what I'm doing that it now becomes easy. You guys need to live more doing what it is that you're doing and live that story. Now the content and people following along are gonna say, man, this is cool. Look what he's doing, look what she's doing. Wow, this is awesome. Because again, you're doing something that the average is not.
and just really explained it to you in a simple enough fashion for anybody now, anybody to now apply it, right? Give me a second here. I am checking something on the... Cool. Okay. I wanted to change something real quick on the audio setting. Okay. Let's see. Someone said along the lines of what Gary Vee says, document, don't create. Not surprised, right? Gary Vee is somebody who I know who I don't follow or study. Know who he is though. And is it a surprise now that even somebody who I don't study is preaching some of the same shit that I preach? Makes sense. He's big as far as social media and what he preaches. I'm not surprised to hear that, right? And I'm sure you'll find a lot of datums with other teachers in some regards similar to what I'm saying because we're all speaking about the same datums, grand datums we can say on a macro scale. And when, we, when you get to the micro with each individual, you'll get a different flavor or spin on it, right? But he's somebody who's taking a lot of action and doing and doing and being Right? You've heard the saying, be, do, have. You need to do that. You need to be, you need to do, and you need to have. By being and doing, you will have. It's not a complicated formula. Right? Now, we get into this now. Let's say you're like, okay, I'm listening. I'm going to do it. Let's fucking go. I'm going to start. Right? Another thing that's missed is when someone is given the blueprint or told, this is what you need to do. Right? So much of their own previous conditioning. And what I mean by previous conditioning, it's what's, what you've learned prior to that, that moment in time when you say, I'm going to embark on this journey. Let's say somebody gets into sales or online marketing, for example, right? Some sort of entrepreneurship stuff. They had no idea, no experience. Now they're jumping in and a mentor or their teacher or a coaching program said, you need to do this. Okay. Now when they start doing the activity, what I meant by previous conditioning is this. For sales, we do a lot of what's called lead follow-up. And let's say you call, and we're told, hey, just call. And now they don't answer. That person doesn't answer when you call. Now the stories start running in your head. You wonder what the fuck is going on. Oh my God, they're not interested. And the previous conditioning of your previous thought process and, and style of doing what you do pops up, right? What does that do now? That perverts, pollutes, the process now because now you look at what was given to you and you start doubting it and saying, well, I thought I was supposed to call, but they didn't answer. So what do I do next? It's like, dude, you just keep calling. You're adding shit to something that you shouldn't be adding. So we need to relook at a lot of these things that we're doing and say, okay, I need to commit, shut up and do the action. Yeah. I'm going to have thoughts. Yes. I'm going to have emotions. Yes. All these things are going to pop up. People are going to doubt me. People are going to criticize. We know that's going to happen. But hey, this blueprint that I was given, this, this task, this set of duties, I need to perform them as given with zero perversion, personal perversion, meaning we messed it up. We try to change it. How else do we see this? That program or that one, two, three, four, five step plan is given to the person and they start looking at it before they even do anything. They're like, well, I like step one and two, but I don't like three. I'm going to take that out. I'm just going to do that. My, ah, forget it. I'm not going to do it. Uh, four, I'll take that out too. Okay, I'll do five. So I'll do one, two, and five. Now they start doing one, two, and five, and they wonder why they don't get the same result as the person who does one, two, three, four, five. And then I come in, and I'm like, dude, you're not doing three and four. No wonder you're not getting the fucking result. Okay, well, here's the thing, okay? 
all right, man, honestly, I, I wanted to do it, but I looked at it and it, that's not my style. That's not what I do. Give me a break. I told you to go to the gym at five in the morning so you actually can make time, get the blood flowing, and you have more mental clarity coming into the office. Well, you know, I stay up every night until two, so then I can't do it. Excuses. You looked at my process, or that process in particular, and you added your own shit, and that's why it's not working. Yet those same people walk around saying, oh, it doesn't work. I tried. So we have to, again, look in here and say, how much of this is being exhibited in my life without my awareness and without me actually admitting to it or saying, well, where does that fall? To what I told you in the beginning, that's the average person's experience, average person's existence, average person's thought process, average person's way of being. I want zero about me and anything about me is average, which is something all of you need to confront sooner or later. If you want attention, if you want money, and if you want a lot of business. Am I wrong? The way you carry yourself cannot be like anybody else. It has to be unique and strong. If you are gonna be similar to anybody, it has to be the cream of the crop. How about the way that you speak and communicate? How about the way that you speak and communicate? I'm way up there when it comes to that, for sure, for sure. About the way you dress yourself and present yourself. Clothes that you wear, car that you drive, right? Certain things. Are you either there or you're working on it? And if you're not doing one of those two, whoa, reevaluation has to be done. Because you may be posting and saying, I'm not average, oh, fuck that, I'm gonna be the top. But if your actions and what, what you show to the world, through your actions and everything else, doesn't line up with the word, then you're gonna have issues, okay? So, that's a simple, we can call that a simple little exercise that can be done with everybody that's gonna help you out tremendously, okay? And it's a little bit of homework, we can say. I want everybody who's listening to this podcast to do sometime today, you know, maybe you're listening to this in your car, do it later and say, what's average about me? Write that question now. Not on the computer, write it down and say, what's average about me? And then on the other side, what's different, unique about me? And anything that's on the average side, which again, I can't answer it for you, you have to. You have to be honest with yourself. How can I change that and move it to the other category so nothing about me is average? Or at the very minimum, to begin with, we're gonna reduce the number of average, okay? Simple exercise, yet for most people it's very difficult because most people don't have the balls to confront themselves, sadly. And that's why they'll always live an average existence. We know this, we all know this. Yet, sometimes we don't wanna admit it, right? Now, <clears throat> The, we can look at the mechanism of, of, of doubt, right? And all that is, is in our mind, there's a lack of certainty in that moment, okay? You make a call, you wanna do this, you wanna do that, you're not sure, oh my God, blah, 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 okay? What if I told you this, instead of trying to figure out certainty or find that one thing that's gonna help you or person who's gonna give you the consoling words to save your soul, 
How about you first become okay with uncertainty? Just be okay with it. I might make a call and I get a yes in two seconds or go fuck yourself and they hang up. I'm okay with either one. How about being okay with that? How about being okay with jumping into the lion's den and not knowing what's gonna happen? How about we just try that for once and be open to that experience? That's now gonna remove this pressure of what you want and the uncertainty comes in because you want and you're resisting what you don't want and there's this attachment to this desired result that you feel has to happen, right? And it's deeply embedded in your system. But again, we're taught this, okay? Case in point, I say, if I was to offer you, let's say you're somebody young, up and coming, you wanna do something uh, entrepreneurial, whatever it is, and I say, look man, if you work with me every day for seven hours a day, eight hours a day, right? We'll say eight hours a day, Monday through Friday, you show up and you do exactly what I tell you, I'm gonna pay you $300,000 at the end of the year, or 200,000, or whatever it is that you want. For sure, I'm gonna pay you. You want the job? 99% of people, yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Yet when I remove the guarantee and I, in a different context, say, you need to work eight hours a day, you need to do this, you need to do that, you need to dedicate yourself, you need to do the social media, you need to work on your craft, and you will, you will make 300,000. All of a sudden it's like, ah, well, and the excuses come in. So all the guarantee is, we can call it a form of certainty that was given to you by somebody else. I'm okay with uncertainty. And we first must become not okay with it, first become comfortable with the notion of uncertainty. What people are trying to do and why they suffer so much is you're trying to make certainty out of shit that will be uncertainty no matter what. Like things outside of your control. And by you doing that, you're now trying to solve an unsolvable puzzle. And we see this with everybody walking around. That's why so many people suffer and they're stuck in their head. You're trying to solve a puzzle that you cannot solve or that you do not have access to those pieces, right? Like people who never want an earthquake to happen. Shit, it might happen. Fuck, you need to be okay with it. You might have an earthquake and lose everything. Fuck it, it might happen, whatever. But why live our whole existence now making everything anti-earthquake proof, right, in our own lives, and we're, we're, oh my God, we can never have an earthquake. And, I'm, and then now you live in this fucking hysteria, right? Now I gave the example of earthquake, but how many people do you know, as I said that, that have some sort of fear of a certain thing happening that they're trying to gain control over that you can never have control over. And then they live in that craziness, that hysteria all the time. Because of course your mind, being your mind, wants to figure it out. And you're giving it an unsolvable puzzle. It's really not that complicated, but when you look at it from that simplistic fashion, you can now take a step back and say, fuck, what am I really trying to solve here that I have no business putting my time into, right? Because the way I see it is, I want to spend my time and efforts on things that move me forward, not things out of my control, not trying to answer questions that lead me nowhere, right? That's one of the, the pitfalls of people getting into self-help is they go down a wormhole towards insignificant shit that doesn't help them in their life and they're trying to figure out questions that even when they do figure out the answer, it's not gonna do anything for them, right? So we need to make sure that we're now in the playing field, 
not out of bounds, trying to figure some shit out that has nothing to do with the game that we're playing right now, which is in this field, in these four corners. I'm going to stay here and go. And I used to be caught up in that, being worried about shit that I can't control and my head was there and, you know, putting question marks everywhere and trying to figure it out. And it was just a waste of time. It drained my energy and it really did nothing for me at all, at all. Didn't move me forward. Even when I got the answers, they didn't pertain to my life and my goals and my dreams and what I was doing. Yet we're, we're taught that we have to concern ourselves with other shit and be worried about stuff that we can't do shit about, which is one of the fucking reasons I tell people stop watching the fucking news. Stop. Or any media outlet like that. All it does is put shit into your mind that you're not going to have any fucking control over and stupid shit that's going to make you worry about stuff that has nothing to do with you or that you're ever going to come across. And then we see shit being shared on Facebook, like the guy standing there pretending like the wind was blowing him over in North Carolina or whatever. And then we see those two kids walking in the background like there's no wind. And that guy's sitting there like, oh, I'm getting blown over. The winds are intense. Think about all the anxiety created in people because of that stupid ass telecast or video. Can you believe that? That's exactly what I'm talking about right now. So if you never made the connection, now you have with that simple, simple reference. With that said, this concludes the lecture or teaching portion of the podcast. I will now open it up to questions via Zoom and Instagram for you guys for the next five to 10 minutes. And then I will end the podcast and we'll have our next episode Wednesday at seven. For those of you who have not joined Modern Success, make sure that you do go to briancasala.com, go to the coaching tab and join. I'm gonna keep repeating that until every single one of you who listen is on the program. Let's hear those questions, ladies and gentlemen whether live on video or via Instagram, good to go. Correct, Logan. Bigger risk equals bigger reward. If you're not willing to step outside of your comfort zone and fail more and more. Case in point, me door knocking. I have failed or messed up more times than 99% of the population has even attempted. But yes, direct correlation. I would ask a realtor to shadow them. Go in person, Izzy. Go in person, that's your best shot. Thank you, I can't wait to join. Good, good. Also, the price soon will be uh, increased for modern success. So make sure that um, you get on. Opinion on rentals. I own rentals. Uh, Joe, J-Lo, realtor. Got to catch up on my YouTube videos. Did you attend KW Bold? No, I did not. How did you stay motivated to get to your level? There was no other option, D. There was no other option. I either did what I did to get to where I'm at or I fail and live in the street. There's no other option, right? So when people ask me, how'd you stay motivated? That has nothing to do with motivation. My commitment to what I said I was going to do, my word, I will not go back on ever. 
You have a question? Yes. In person. Let's hear it. Uh, what advice would you give to someone who's just starting this podcast? It's just starting on this podcast and listening? Oh, just starting his own podcast. Oh, starting his own podcast. Um, <clears throat> uh, number one, do not confine yourself to what other people or what the perceived thing is of doing podcasts, right? Like, oh, you have to talk about one subject and this and that. Number two, post frequently. I would say minimum do two episodes a week. Uh, number three would be make sure that you promote your brand and you have a slogan or like me, hey, you need any real estate, Team BC sold. Modern Success, EXP Realty, have your, your sponsorship or your, your message because the repetition of that will burn it in people's brains, literally, like they'll remember it. Uh, number four, I would say, uh, obviously, if you can allow some sort of live platform to take questions, people love asking questions, right? And collab, you know, other people on your podcast, collab, collaborations with people, for sure. This fits into what you said in one of your podcasts, daily positive affirmations. Um, not necessarily, right? That's something we can add on to what we said, but I wouldn't necessarily say this was exactly that, you know? Cool calling is my biggest fear. You got to start calling. Make the first call. The market is dropping. Would it be smart to lease in the meantime? Uh, it depends, man. If you plan on staying in a house, let's say you buy it and you plan on staying there for 30 years, it doesn't really matter, right? So... Yeah, I'm stressing out over speed contest and over 100 ticket, but I've lawyered up. Yeah, that's not my field, right? I know that, for example, for uh, Ian, great question, man. I Let's say I start worrying about that and, and, again, solving something that I can't solve. All that does is it doesn't change the situation. It doesn't make anything better. These are the questions I ask myself. So what's the point of me stressing out over it if that literally leads to nothing being solved? I'm going to get the lawyer. Done. You handle it. Boom. And I move on. I miss what you said. I forget your question. I, you have to repeat it. Been watching your vids for a while now. I really appreciate all you do. Thank you. You keep freezing. I'm not freezing. It's you. I know you had stuff on your dream board. So do you believe you stay motivated, committed to having those things visually up in front of you? That's part of it, brother. Yes. The vision board and visual cues. Yes. How do you attain a commitment when working with a buyer? The ultimate commitment is a buyer broker agreement. That's the ultimate commitment because they sign on the dotted line. Would it be smart to lease a rental while the market is dropping? That's the same question you asked me, brother. And I'm going to give you the same, <clears throat> same answer. Opinion on rentals. I said, watch my YouTube. Uh, I have five that I own. So yes, buy them, 
rent them out. <laughs> How many no's to a yes? Hard to track, dude, because when you call a FISBO or an expired, more often than not, it's follow-up calls that get you a yes, not the initial call, right? So you may be able to get an appointment talking to a handful. Every five to 10, you might get an appointment, right? But they might cancel or reschedule. Um, so I would say I would contact at least five a day and you could probably list, if you're doing that consistently and following up and following the systems, you could probably list one a month, at least, I would say. Assuming your market has a good amount of FISBOs, right? Um, trying to pick my first brokerage as a new agent. Get Join EXP, RJ, and get a mentor, right? Every brokerage is going to be different. Even if you go and ask them questions, most brokerages, again, they're all independently owned and operated. One might run good. Another location from that same company might suck. So if you're new, you need to ask about training and support and what they offer, right? I hate open houses. What are a few things you do differently when doing an open house? I made a video, Jesus, and you're on Modern Success, dude, but that YouTube video will help you. If you have more questions, um, ask me in the group and I'll give you some good stuff. Yeah, the audiobook thing has been good, man. Whenever I'm even like cooking or eating or doing anything where I'm in a stationary location, I always have the audiobooks going. Consider DXP, but we're staying Remax. Anybody who's interested in DXP, talk to me, let me know. I can get you some more info. We can chat. My experience has been great. Any other questions, ladies and gentlemen? Okay, I'll end it here. Thank you for being here, everybody. As always, this is sponsored by Team BC Real Estate. Anything you need with real estate, contact us, teambcsold.com, teambcsold at gmail.com. Also sponsored by Modern Success, my personal coaching and mentorship program. Make sure you go to briancasella.com and go to uh, the coaching tab and sign up immediately. And lastly, eXp Realty. Any of you who are looking to make a change or interested in eXp, make sure you message me. Thank you for being here. Really appreciate the support. Keep sharing the podcast. And I've officially submitted the podcast to Stitcher. So now we'll be on Stitcher as well. Okay. See you guys.